Today is November 11th, 2021. We are officially three days away from Vanek Trust getting decision from the SEC on their Bitcoin spot ETF. Just waiting on that approval. Uh, in other news, a lot of talk about inflation the last couple days. So we'll talk about some more inflation in today's show. On the day after, we hit an inflation record over the past 31 years for prices, uh, as well as housing prices also increasing uh, at an exorbitant rate. And I have another spotlight for an NFT project. That's one of my faves. I also own, I actually have about five of them. Welcome to the Good Samaritan Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson. Let's get into episode 29. Welcome to today's show. I actually want to start off with a correction from uh, yesterday's show. Uh, I said that the VanEck or SEC approval will be announced today. I don't know why I was thinking the 11th, probably because the month of November is 11, uh, but it is actually on the 14th. So a few more days there to wait on that announcement. Uh, and I look forward to it. Three more days and hopefully we'll get a big decision from the SEC. So sorry if I got your hopes up uh, today for that SEC approval. Uh, in addition, Fear and Greed Index uh, is sitting at the level or a score of 77, which is extreme greed, uh, still below what our last pump um, time period was uh, over the past year, course of this year. As I mentioned, was over 90 for about uh, almost two months. So uh, once we start to see that 90 level and then for it to hold, uh, that's when I plan to be taking a lot of uh, profits uh, this at the end of this bull run, in my opinion, except uh, for Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin, I'm just going to not look at the price uh, and hold what Bitcoin I have. I almost have a full Bitcoin uh, and just continue to build that stack. So uh, let's get into today's show. Uh, we'll start with inflation. A lot of uh, inflation news out there uh, over the last couple of days. I got a lot of people worried. So right before I get into that, I actually will address the uh, flash crash that we had yesterday. So uh, as you all know, from the last couple of days, I did make a buy on Ave. Uh, pretty much 12 hours after I made that buy, I think I made a purchase around 342. Uh, then it dropped all the way down, I believe, to 290 in a flash crash, as is crypto. Um, but yes, I still have that. I still have that Ave. I'm still bullish on Ave. Not much has changed with Ave. Actually, uh, the whole raw market uh, got bought up pretty quickly, which is very bullish. Um, I was anticipating. I was actually waiting to see if the market would go down more so that I could accumulate some more coins. Uh, but I'm starting to really think we're getting so late into this bull run uh, where the opportunity to buy like really huge dips is probably gone uh, because there's so much momentum. Uh, building up. So um, I do have uh, my portfolios. I told you does I, I have a 90-10 rule, 90% in crypto, 10% in cash. My portfolio is saying, hey, you're good. I'm actually very well balanced. Uh, so I'm kind of fighting the fought the FOMO to buy some more uh, crypto uh, over the day to, to DCA. I'm definitely a big believer in DCA or dollar cost averaging is a very easy way to get into crypto. Uh, you don't have to feel like you're gambling at the casino all the time, even though that's what's always on the big news outlets uh, with the Shiba Inu and altcoins out there. You can be a, a you know, if you're more used to being conservative or a long-term investor, uh, there are tokens in crypto uh, that you can make money off of uh, month to month, though that we are late in the bull run. So I didn't want to address that initially. 
Uh, but going back to inflation, and if you listen to this podcast, you kind of know my feelings on inflation. Uh, what really uh, brought me into crypto almost two years ago now uh, was really what I felt like what was happening across the economy and my worries about uh, the money printing that's been happening uh, by our government. And about two years ago, um, sp- specifically during COVID, uh, I mean, we have huge influxes of cash that we've never, ever seen before uh, in our country's history uh, to quote unquote save the economy uh this cash is now starting you know has been filtering around in the economy and will start to be felt uh in different parts of the economy though you might have heard on the news that inflation won't be uh an issue or that somehow our, our government officials and you know make the uh act make the the uh so what i'm looking for they 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 claim that they can control inflation uh, one way or another. Uh, they have some levers that they can use, uh, but there's no doubt about it. If you print money out of thin air that is not that's not based on any kind of productivity and you just throw it into the market, it's going to drive prices up because you're devaluing or debasing the value of the, the U.S. dollar. So these are the things that have people worried. The first big uh, story out there, at least uh, some of the stats that we have out there uh, that got released yesterday, and I'm, I'm sure everyone saw the big uh, news trending yesterday in regards to U.S. inflation. Uh, but U.S. inflation was up 6.2% in October uh, versus a year ago, which is significant. Uh, it's the highest inflation in 31 years. Uh, I almost am younger than that, but I'm a little older than the last time we had inflation this high, uh, which is pretty significant. So for anyone my age, if you're a millennial, uh, these are things that we have not dealt with as adults. Uh, We have not experienced this kind of environment uh, as an adult. So be mindful of that. That's why it's important to educate yourself um, and try to get ahead of these things and know how to prepare for them. So what does inflation mean for you? Ultimately, what it's going to mean is higher prices. As we talked before, we have a great episode uh, on this with James Noel. So definitely check it out. I actually post it uh, in the comments or not in the comments, at least in the the uh, the box where all the uh, text is for this episode uh, where we talk more about how inflation and macroeconomics, et cetera, um, which, which is a great episode. You should check it out if you haven't. So ultimately, what that means for you is higher prices on everything from your morning coffee to the house you live in or the the rent that you're paying for the apartment or house that you're renting, uh, food, cars. If you guys remember from last year uh, and with the chip shortage, like the the market for used cars is just insane and is driving the prices up for vehicles uh, really at an exorbitant rate. And that's ultimately what we're all facing. Uh, And as we've talked before, and the reason why you've probably seen these, you know, new highs on the stock market and Bitcoin increasing in price and cryptocurrencies uh, going up significantly, pretty much any asset, the real estate markets going up at an incredibly fast rate are all a part of really just what's taking place, which is inflation. Um, A good example A good example of this is I kind of talk around people that are homeowners 
have kind of established that way is that uh, I've kind of used this examples like people kind of stuck in their in their homes because the 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 way that housing prices are moving people can't people can't move is the way they will describe it now um i think another part of that is not really understanding what inflation is and i'll get to that point here in a second uh, but a re- reason why i mean by they can't move is that the the houses in their neighborhood or in their area have gone up so much since they've purchased that even if they sell uh, the amount of equity that they have in the home may not even still buy a home in the area that they're living at the payment that they're paying, even with all the extra money down. And you're like, hey, well, how does that how does that even make sense? And my simple answer to you is and what I you know, my opinion on that is, is that you really didn't make money. This is how inflation uh, can fool you. And the, the one thing I would say to really to open your mind up on how inflation impacts the economy and how it impacts you is you've got to look past the dollar itself. Uh, I'll put it like this. The dollar itself, a dollar is a dollar. This is very like a dollar is a dollar, right? But if you print a bunch of new dollars and throw that in the money supply, each one of those dollars is less valuable than it was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, because we've been shoot printing money that long uh, to really just buoy our economy. And I think all of the smart people out there uh, in finance kind of know where we are at this point is that we've we've gone and we've gone down this rabbit hole of printing money that we really don't know what else to do besides to continue to print money, because if we stop uh, we pretty much put the whole economy at risk, uh, which is a very, very scary thought. So not not to go into any doomsday type of things from a collapse or anything of that nature. Um, but as we look at inflation, this is what you have to recognize. And it's start, it's getting it's going to start to get to the point because we. As I've discussed in other episodes, we've printed way more money in a less amount of time than People can really fathom and understand in their minds, but it takes six to 12 months to really start to see the ramifications of that money printing. Uh, And in my opinion, I think we're only at the beginning of that um, because that all of that money that jumped in the money supply is going to inflate prices for pretty much all assets, Uh, which is why since I've started this podcast, uh, I've really been a big adamant, like, don't don't keep your money in cash. You, you need to put it in assets is a reason why uh, the stock market is up so high, because uh, people that understand what's happening, keeping the dollar in a bank in a or keeping your your cash stack just in cash. And this is not to say you shouldn't carry any cash at all. You know, have any as we've discussed before, have an emergency fund, uh, but you know, recognize you have to build that emergency fund over time because those dollars don't have the same buying power uh, pretty much each day that we go along here. So that's why I've been a big advocate of, you know, you have to really buy assets um, to help hedge against inflation. This is the beast that we're all fighting uh, on a daily basis uh, because every day that you wake up, Everything that you buy is cost more. Um, Juxtap, you know, you add that with. Uh, so, so here's a, here's a here's another stat for you. Um, 
some of the calculations that have been thrown out there by finance gurus is pretty much, uh, as I've talked before about where you're getting on your savings account in the bank, 0.001% or whatever it is. I don't care. I don't keep money, much of my money in the bank anymore because there's no benefit for me as a person to do that uh, other than to have it there to do transactions with, which is why one day I will do all my transactions with crypto, but it's still early. That's another topic for another another day. The other piece is, is with all the money that we're printing, the stat is is that we're pretty much debasing our currency by 10 to 15 percent. What does that mean? That means you need 10 to 15 percent more dollars just to maintain your pretty much your current status of living with the exception of rent or mortgage. This is actually why mortgages um, can actually benefit you because uh, when I say mortgages, 30 year fixed mortgages can benefit you because they're stuck for 30 years. so there are a lot of people out there. If you bought your house 10 years ago, I mean, you're you're probably thinking you're sitting pretty good because uh, your payment is probably pretty low um, based on, you know, how you were getting a mortgage back then versus how you could get one now. But back to the original point is the currency is debasing 10 to 15 percent per year. Uh, that means technically each year you need to be getting a raise from your employer or if you own a business, you need to be making 10 to 15 percent more a year um, to maintain your current lifestyle or the current uh, operating procedures of your business, uh, because the debasement and eat is eating at the is eating away at the value of the money that quickly. Um, and some would ask, like, there are all these jobs out here. Why doesn't anyone want to work, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, it. The, the debasement of the currency is increasing the amount of jobs out there, quote unquote, that are what, what are now being deemed slave wages because the amount of pay people are earning is not even enough to sustain a normal lifestyle in America. Like people are going to work and working. Why, why would anyone work 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week to barely make enough money to buy anything to live? Um, that's just, you know, doesn't make sense, uh, when you, when you, when the, when you get to the crux of it all. So that's pretty much, uh, what everyone in the country is facing, uh, behind this money printing. And this is why things have led to investments like Bitcoin, uh, because it, of its decentralized nature, because of its limited supply, uh, it's not completely deflationary because there is some inflation with mining, but the majority, the overall majority of Bitcoin has been mined um, with the, which with a very small amount of the supply remaining to be mined. So it holds its value. It's a very scarce uh, asset. And as I mentioned, it's decentralized. So um, no one entity or, you know, U.S. government or European Union can decide, all right, we're going to, this isn't working out well. We need to make more Bitcoins. That's just not how it works. And that's why it's um, been deemed a safe haven asset and is, and also continues to grow uh, in value. Michael Saylor has a great example of this because he, he thinks uh, people have should have a different perspective about Bitcoins really rise in prices uh, and not so much that it's you know, Bitcoin's taking off like a rocket ship, but more so like that Bitcoin's stable and it's a mountain and everyone's falling off the mountain 
and the mountain is getting bigger as it falls because the money is what's falling in value. Uh, it's a great example to kind of understand. So ultimately, what you get to is, you know, what do I do? How do I protect myself from inflation? Or what's the best way to protect myself from inflation? So as I've mentioned, you always start with investing. Does it have to be crypto? No, even though Bitcoin is probably one of the best uh best ways to hold your value in cash but crypto is still early it's still super volatile but yeah uh, start to contribute some cash some cash to bitcoin specifically uh that's a concern that you have all cryptocurrencies are not deflationary uh, so don't get that twisted um, but buying real estate uh, to scarce asset uh, our world isn't making any more land and there are only more people um, and our population is only going to continue to grow. Uh, so it's an asset that, you know, also can hold its value, though it also may even be, you know, inflated. I believe one of the other big stories that came out yesterday was that uh, 78% of homes in America are going to experience double digit uh, growth in prices. Um, we bought our current home actually in a dip. Uh, my wife is knows I'm very much so I will act on things if I feel like it's the right environment to buy. Uh, and at the time, even that summer, uh, our um, our home was we were able to get our home at a what is that a 10 percent discount from what the prices were in that that summer. Uh, but now just not even three years of living here, uh, our home has increased plus six figures, which is just someone who was researching and being in real estate for a long time. Like that's just not normal. Now we do live in a very uh, fast growing city, but even in, even in that kind of environment, you don't see six figure growth, uh, and housing prices in such a short time frame. Uh, that's not something that's uh, really that normal in real estate. And I think a lot of that is driven by, uh, inflation as well. Even when you look at the stock market, again, as we talked before, it's always important to recognize buying entries, uh, getting in on good prices and selling uh, and selling at higher prices. Um, but even the stock market, uh, great. It's a great video by investors out there. I actually don't have the data on me right now. But to sum it up of what he explained was that our stock market actually is not is has not increased in value compared to, I think, the stock market in 1990 or 1980. Um but if you look around, people probably feel kind of good about what the stock market looks like. But it, it, his point is it's pretty much all inflation driven. Uh, it's not been because of productivity. It's not been because of innovation by companies. It's been the increase in money supply. The smart money knows to put that money into assets. That money gets put into assets and it balloons the prices uh, think Tesla. Tesla is a, a great example. A great company. Very. I mean, it's much further ahead than all of its competition um, in regards to technology wise and what they are working on. I mean, they're they're dwarfing their competition, but their company is also, you know, being value. You know, their valuation is more than the nine other largest car companies in America combined, um, which is significantly high. <laughs> Uh, which I am looking for a good entry point on Tesla, by the way. I do have a price that I'm looking for there. Actually, I'll, I'll share it with you uh, based on 
my channel analysis that I like to do uh, from a longer form perspective. They've actually started a new channel. They've broken the channel. I put them in, so I need to recreate this. But their bottom is probably about the same. If I could catch Tesla at seven or eight hundred, I'd be happy. Uh, but Tesla did just come off of a ooh went all the way up to twelve hundred dollars, almost twelve fifty. Uh, and then it's had a huge had a huge correction to a thousand, and now it's settled around about one thousand sixty four. But anyway, um, great example there. You know what inflation does. I really want you to take heed that it's not so much the dollar increases that you want to focus on. It's about your purchasing power. Uh, that's most important. And when our when your when our currency is debasing at ten to fifteen percent a year. Our purchasing power is dwindling by the day, and it's very important that you do everything that you can to protect that purchasing power because ultimately uh, that money has to come from somewhere and it will come out of it will come from you either reducing your lifestyle, uh, reducing your cost of living, you know, reducing the way that you live to keep up, you know, to try to balance out the inflation or you have to put your money to work so that it can try to keep up with the inflation. Um, and that's why I go back to the example of people wanting to not work in jobs or not staying around very long. I think a lot of employers don't really understand what's happening of why people are so open to leaving for more money in other places. Um, if they've been there three to five years, because their lifestyle is probably not as good as it was when they first started working there. Uh, more than likely, if they if they haven't been investing, um, which, as we know from the stats, a lot of Americans are invested uh, into different assets. It's a very small uh, part of the population that does. They're always looking for uh, more money. They might not realize it, that it's because of the debasing of our currency that's causing them to feel that way. Uh, but employers, I, I don't I haven't had the opportunity to work in an employer that's uh, giving 10 to 15 percent raises every year right on the right on January 1st of every year. Uh, but that's what we're looking at and competing with. So that's why you saw the news uh, the last couple of days with inflation. That road does lead to Bitcoin, as I kind of mentioned, or what it is about Bitcoin uh, that is driving money there, uh, why institutions are buying up so much of it. Uh, because the, in the last set I'll leave you with there is think about it in, in this way. In 10 years, some believe that or by 2030, some people believe that uh, Bitcoin could be, you know, a million dollars and may even get there way before then. But a million dollars in 2030 may have the same buying power as two hundred and thirty thousand dollars does today. And being a, the quote unquote being a millionaire will not mean as much in eight years as it means right now. Uh, and as it means what it means to be a millionaire right now, what what a millionaire can buy right now is really nowhere near close what a millionaire could afford, the lifestyle a millionaire could afford 10 years ago. Uh, and that's all due to inflation. Things you It, it, it might be a, a barrier to entry just to buy a home. You might need a million dollars just to buy a home, a starter home. Um, I remember our first home starter homes were going for one hundred and thirty thousand uh, back in 2011. Now, to be granted, that was two years after the big crash. Um, but a starter home in this same area where we bought that house 
uh, is running upwards of $350,000 as we speak right now. Uh, So that's my spill on inflation. I will move on to my NFT spotlight project. Okay, so my NFT spotlight today is actually, uh, for full disclosure, something that I own. It's a project I'm in, so not financial advice on really anything on today's episode. Uh, Just informational purposes only, just to give you guys a highlight of um, something I'm invested in from an NFT perspective. Uh, But Space Punks Club... Um, one of the early NFTs that I bought in the space, I actually didn't get into NFTs after the initial pump. So as I've always said before, no matter what you're investing in, you buy bottoms and you sell tops. Uh, I had heard about NFTs when I initially went to go look at NFTs because they were so on fire, like the information gets out there. The FOMO was like super strong a couple months ago. Uh, and now we are in what we have all deemed the NFT bear market as the fungible tokens have been pumping since. So um, great time to buy if you are interested, not financial advice, but uh, definitely start with their website. So go to spacepunks.club. Uh, you can find all your information there if you're interested in the program, uh, but definitely go on Twitter, go follow uh, Seagull7x. Uh, you'll be able to see a lot of his artwork there. He's uh, the, the main artist for Space Punks Club's created the collection. So uh, Space Punks Club is uh, has a, is a 10,000 uh, piece collection. So there are 10,000 uh, NFTs that could have been minted when they launched. I like I, I, like I said, was not a part of the mint. Um, I didn't come in until probably a few, couple months after. Uh, if you go to OpenSea, you actually can purchase on OpenSea.io. Um, but they've been on there since August, so I'd imagine the mint probably happened around late summer, early, early fall. Um, but there are ten thousand uh, in that collection, um, and they have a really robust roadmap. There is a another ten thousand uh, piece collection that's associated with Space Punks Club um, that are known as Dinos, which are also very. Uh, interesting, uh, very visually appealing. I think all of the art from both collections are are really awesome. Uh, But at the moment, most of the utility uh, is in the Space Punks, and I'll I'll discuss mostly those for this time around. I'll give Space Dinos their own little uh, spotlight down the road. But just to give you guys an update, uh, they actually just just, uh, relaunched their roadmap uh, last Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, last Wednesday. I was there last Wednesday. And uh, they're going to be implementing a a token uh, around Space Punks uh, that hasn't been released yet, but that's something that they're working on designing. Uh, Dino anima- animated traits will also be released. And the really cool thing is if you own, so there are also going to be evolutions for this uh, dino collection. So when you see the dinos actually look like little like baby dinos, um, but if you, and they'll have the opportunity to evolve three times, but not everyone will evolve three times. So you must have the matching space punk ID with the matching dino ID to get the full uh, three level evolution. So like in the in our community, uh, people are trying to get the, the matching dino. Now, early on, if you minted and you held, uh, you actually got uh, airdropped that dino if you got in early, but obviously really no point in mentioning that since it since that that doesn't apply to you. But um, so really awesome, you know, really excited about the reinvigorated roadmap. One of the biggest things uh, I'm really excited about is the sandbox feature that they're uh, planning to work on. So they're actually working with Sandbox to purchase some land in Sandbox. 
and some of the developers there actually to be honest if you didn't know in sandbox you have to work with the uh, developers who actually know how to build in sandbox uh, and really start to work on what the metaverse looks like from a space punks club uh, perspective so with each nft owner there will be a 3d nft that will exist in sandbox i obviously will go to the owner uh, to go into the metaverse so i'm like super uh stoked about that hopefully plan to see that in quarter two of next year uh so that's a few months out so i'm super excited about that i can't wait for the merch drop um the the beautiful thing as i mentioned in my last episode about nfts and like the community aspect is uh, you get to really be involved with these early projects uh, if you're willing to spend the time in the discord and get to know the teams uh, space punks uh, is a very cool community once you get in, you meet a lot of people uh, that are engaged, literally every day talking on Discord, talking on Twitter, uh, getting communications from the team. They do a weekly APA. Uh, usually it's Ask Me Anything, but Ask Punks Anything, uh, where you get to hear you know live updates from the team on where the project's going uh, and how uh, we're, they're moving forward with the project uh, that they do for all holders or people interested in buying a, a space punk. So uh, really great art, as I mentioned. Uh, so definitely follow space punks uh, on Twitter as well, uh, because they send a lot of their updates there. They also do offer uh, the ability where they have Twitter spaces that you can hop on through Twitter, which is really awesome uh, and hear from the team and ask questions of the team uh, as well. There is there will be a merch drop as well that will be coming in Q1. So excited about that. Uh, and then what I was going to say about the logo. So like we recently just picked like the official logo of SPC. Actually, one of the community members, uh, I believe it's like in design or something like help design it. Uh, but like everyone gets to collaborate and participate, which is like the really awesome thing. So inside the community, there were a bunch of different you know, recommendations or people were able to submit their artwork, you know, for what will be the official um, the official logo of SPC. And then obviously the team got to to uh, decide on it, but like being being able to be a part of that process, as I mentioned with Spacewalker, when I got to uh, help design one of their actual pieces in their collection because they haven't launched yet, is like the coolest thing ever. So like NFTs, like these are things that, you know, they're meant, the ones that are out there are minted, they'll be around forever. We'll see how the value goes for all the, the ones out there. Uh, but I'm really bullish on Space Funks just because of the roadmap, as I've told you guys in the last, episode it's uh community it's the team and then it's just the utility of the token you know what value uh is the project planning to bring to you for being a holder uh, of that token and i'm really uh bullish on what space punks is putting together um and going forward very much open to listen to feedback uh from the community i know they they've done that in the <laughs> uh, in the past for sure in the discord has been very open to to listen to uh, recommendations uh, from holders as well. Um, as I mentioned, if you follow me on Twitter at Jackson Jason, my profile pic is that of a space punk. It's actually the uh, first one that I purchased. Uh, she is ultra rare, um, but I do have some other really cool ones in my uh, in my stack as well. I do have one of the zombies. I'm looking to get an ape, uh, and maybe one day an albino ape. We'll see how this crypto thing goes on. But this is a, a project I believe in in the long term. So you should definitely uh, check it out. Uh, like I said, check out Seagull7x uh, on Twitter uh, to follow the actual artist who, who drew it up. And uh, check out the website and see what you think. 
Uh, and that's the end of today's NFT spotlight. Okay, that's all I have for you guys today. What I will go back, what I'll kind of end with is just what I've seen in the crypto markets, uh, particularly after this flash crash yesterday. I actually called it a uh, at right at 4 p.m. I was like, I put in a couple of my Discord channels like, hey, the, the price is dumping or the market's dumping. And I got corrected uh, because it actually got bought, bought up pretty quickly. I was very surprised uh, by that. We might be done with any you know, decent dips happening now. Prob that's probably not true. We're probably, I mean, we're due for a nice solid 25, 30% correction because uh, this is crypto and that's how volatile it can be. Uh, so if you're, like I said, if you're new or you've gotten in in the last month or so, like 30% dips happen in crypto fairly often. Um, and there hasn't been one in a while, uh, which is why I've said, hey, this is why you always want to have a cash position, because when those big dumps come and people start selling, people start panic selling. You want to be that guy in the cut with your cash ready. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Come off that Bitcoin. I'll take that off your hands if you're too scared to ride this out. You know what I mean? So uh, as I've always talked about the moniker, like be fearful when everybody's greedy and be greedy when everyone's fearful. And if you just you know, hold those mantras in your mind and in your heart as an investor. Uh, I think it'll help you clear up a lot of the FOMO and the dip depression that might, you know, afflict you from time to time. Uh, this is a very psycho psychological game uh, that you're playing uh, when you're investing. And, uh, you know, as, as much as I love crypto, one of the things I find in the NFT space is because I'm someone who came into crypto like tokens and learning about uh, TA and learning how to read about projects and white papers, etc. On the NFT side, a lot of these, this is the only crypto that they know is NFTs. And NFTs are built around communities. And you'll find in these discourse that communities are very, like, very close and tight knit. And they're, you know, people that talk every day, etc. With these monikers like, you know, we're going to make it or WGMI. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, I don't want people to fall victim to uh, believing that everyone's going to make it because the the only people that are, are going to make it are the ones who know how to trade the market, whether that's in fungible tokens or non-fungible tokens. Uh, a lot of people, when the prices are skyrocketing for CryptoPunks and CyberKongs, and you take profit, man. Uh, unless you're in a financial position like where you can just hold forever, uh, particularly for me, I don't I don't really have a lot of NFTs or people out there who have thousands of NFTs or a thousand NFTs or whatever, because they just meant project to project to project and they're flipping. Um, I just researched by the projects that I like. I've really fallen in love with a, a few of them. Um, I'm planning to mint a couple that come out later and I'm just going to hold them bad boys because I like the way their roadmaps are built. And this is a long term game, in my opinion. Can you make money in the short term? Of course. Um, but don't be afraid to take profits either, because uh, at, at the end of the day, a lot of us are here to do exactly that. And that's to that's to make money. I do think NFTs over the long term will be much more valuable uh, in a few years if you can just hold on to them and get into the right projects. And time will tell. Obviously, we talk metaverse and things of things of that nature. 
Uh, but back to the flash crash and the fungible token side, um, Ethereum actually has pre- has bounced back better than Bitcoin has here in just this last 24 hour period. Um, so definitely check that out. There was no huge dip. Uh, like I said, I was ready to I was like, if we going down, you know, more, I'm ready to, you know, scoop up some more some more tokens. So I'm back in. A, like I said before, my portfolio is pretty balanced. Uh, I'm feeling good. Taking those profits that I took earlier um, worked out. So I'm back at back at even. Uh, I put it like this. My portfolio has been telling me the last week or so to take about five thousand dollars off uh, the market. Um, and this time I did. I fought the FOMO and I, I converted some cash. Uh, every time I convert that cash, the market would go up. It tell me to take another fifteen hundred. I was like, I don't know about another fifteen hundred. But um, as I did that, the market corrects and bam, now I'm like in perfect, perfect position again. So excited uh, about really, as I mentioned before, really follow your plan and executing best you can.